0: So let's get stuck in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Market Crunch. Joining me, of course, is uh, Tui and myself, Addie, to get stuck in. I'm really keen uh, to sort of go through all the market noise. Massive. I mean, we haven't uh, sort of caught up since Easter uh, on the Market Crunch. Of course, we were away last week. Uh, We're back in for, well, I guess a big fortnight catch-up of all the big news. Uh, So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to go through it. Um, uh, So, yeah, of course, I just wanted to sort of uh, go over, you know, of course, the Market Crunch powered by James. Uh, You can sort of check out more about that on our Facebook page. We'll go over that as well later on in this uh, sort of session. And, uh, yeah, look, all the big news that uh, and trading ideas that we'll sort of go through. It'll be really, really interesting. So uh, just before we get underway, guys, the disclaimer, we do it every week, but the views and opinions expressed here are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of James and James-related entities. Any content provided by our guests, participants, or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organisation, company, individual or anyone or anything. The information given is general in nature and does not take into account your personal situation. You should, see, you should consider whether the information is appropriate to your needs and where appropriate, seek professional advice from financial advice. Now it's out of the way, let's uh, get started. So how are you going? How was the Easter break?
1: Yeah, good, Addy. Had a, a nice break and Isn't obviously didn't do a show last week, but, yeah, but fired up to get into it this week.
0: a lot more uh, juicy gossip uh, so to got, get into. For so you got a friend? Yeah, we are. Uh, We've got a lovely little uh, sort of design here. Look how cool it is. <laughs> Did you bull. make it? No, oh yeah, I, I made it. <laughs> Up on the Blue Mountains now, we, we got the tree, we got the, you know, the, you yeah, this, yeah that, that, I made that. It's handmade. How good is that, yeah? You're pretty
1: innovative out yeah, there, right? aren't you? What are we going to call it? <laughs>
0: what we're going to call it, yeah. This is, this, me and we were talking about this. We, we have no idea what we're going to call our lovely uh, bull. Uh, friend for our big predictions that we make. Yep. Um, so, you know, if anyone's got any suggestions, but yeah, we're going to have to brainstorm a little bit already. Why don't we do a little poll on Facebook? We'll, we'll stick a, little, a photo we'll up do there. do a little poll. We'll see if anyone can come up with some, some good names. But yeah, I, I think we can get a bit creative. Uh, but yeah, that, that that that's hilarious. Nice. Uh, anyway, yeah, look, guys, there was some really um interesting movements on the market. Markets were generally up on in the Australian market and the US market. What are your thoughts here to it?
1: Oh, look, I think it was quite a positive week last week. Mm. Um, ASX was up 2.1 percent. S&P 500
0: good. up 2.3, and good. Nasdaq was up mm. um, 2.24. But that's it. just quickly while we have that on there. Interesting to see this distinction of the tech stocks actually. Doing against a broader market about the similar performance as they've just been outperforming it massively. As I
1: said, we're just in that cycle now that you know, value versus growth investing and that cycle is continuing, you know, people starting to look for value. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is that obviously the US economy is roaring. So, yeah, massively. This, yeah, so there's transition from, you know, from tech to, you know, US bank stocks, finance Absolutely. stocks, commodities and oil and things like that. So, yeah. um, you're sort of seeing the NASDAQ gains sort of pair back a bit yeah. and let's not forget like the NASDAQ's ripped. Like yeah, it's up to thirteen thousand points mm. now. Um so that's quite good. But you know, and the ASX reached uh through a psychological 7, barrier of seven thousand points.
0: Almost hitting that pre COVID level of a you know seven thousand one hundred or a bit higher. Yeah, I so, think
1: 7,120 7, so, so was the that's mark nice. pre COVID. So um I think that's good signs all around, but it was it was a bit of a mixed week in the end because um Obviously, we had the announcement of the New Zealand Australian oh, travel bubble. The, the travel bubble, and then, yeah. then on Thursday night, we got whacked in the face A by the bungle. The bungle. <laughs>
0: the bungle. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <Very> <laughs> that. As
1: we know, that's my favourite topic on yeah. the market crunch. Um, and you know, oh, we love talking about the
0: vaccine.
1: It's the, the bungle continues, and we'll talk about that later. But, mm. um, and obviously, then the next day on Friday, we just saw travel stocks get slaughtered. Um, yeah. And you know they weren't too bad actually, down mainly two or three percent. Um, where do, when does the borders reopen? Well, you mm. know you're definitely looking at 2022 now. Um, yeah, so well, delayed. delayed. I mean,
0: like oh, is this is it's crazy. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When we were talking about AstraZeneca, yep. I, I I kind of was worried. I kind of went back after the show and I'm like, did we just spur conspiracy theory on on the show? <laughs> like, I'm a bit worried. I'm like, I'm glad we got the disclaimer, but. Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding here, but in reality, the, the AstraZeneca, the signs in the in Europe, um, and the the concern there, they just well clearly reflect what's going on, and have changed um, mm. at least the policy in Australia and elsewhere so um significant there and um well, mean, yeah we saw under 50. yeah okay, we'll go into that a we'll bit go, more totally yeah a, that's one of the stories
1: but um we also had the rba meeting uh last week um no surprise there that interest rates remain the same mm. uh they reaffirmed their bond buying till 2023 mm. um and then obviously powell um had a speech uh at the end of the week mm. Um, you know, talking about the inflation, US job market, and uh, how the US economy continually is continuing to outperform uh, yeah. their expectations. So, Absolutely. you know, the market took that on really positively. Um, and again, Australia is sort of just following the US lead at the moment because there's not really... It's a- always just doing that, economically yeah. speaking. Um, you know, you really only get any change until around earnings or something mm. significant. Yes. Uh, yeah. We did see your uh, really? one of our favourites, CSL, have a bit of a dip. Yeah, a bit of a dip, yep. Uh, I, I,
0: sort of was, I, was, I mean, as positive as you could be about hmm. any blue chip ASX stock. Um, but yeah, I did say it's sort of, yeah, a bit down on the, I guess, well, the big Australian vaccine, the one we put all of our eggs in the basket yeah. and then the basket just rips through on the bottom and <laughs> crushes all the eggs. So um, yeah, yeah, of course, the CSL is going to be hit a bit hard there.
1: Yeah, which is expected. But um, all all in all, I think it was a good week. Um, I think what's supporting money is the uh, Australian US dollar. has Mm. backed off a bit, which I'm going to talk about later. Yeah. um, Which is obviously helping... Uh, our imports,
0: yeah, and absolutely, that sort definitely of stuff
1: as well. So, um, yeah, I think it was a good week in all, and I know James, the trading app, had a good week. Uh, it was yeah. quite buoyant as well. So, um, we all like good weeks. We all, we all like, <laughs> yeah, we do
0: like a good week. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to see a bit of buying action. Yeah, we'll go into yeah. that a bit later in the bold predictions. But um, yeah, do you want do you want to talk about any of the, the travel stocks? Um, their performance a bit rocky. Um, we've had some disputes about this Tui and I uh, about. The, the travel stocks, I am actually looking at this, and we'll go into it a bit later, um, but Webjet is is definitely on the radar at the moment. Fell, you know, had the great news with the New Zealand travel bubble, and mm. then it sort of cut back a little bit. Um, I think that's something that we're going to have to have a look at, Tui. Uh, as I pointed out a couple of
1: weeks ago on the show, I think, you know, to trade Australian travel stocks, you need to have a bit of stomach at the moment. Because you need this to have is, lots of stomach. This is going to continue. Um, yeah. You know, ups and downs. And I think if, you, if you're keen on travel, I'd be looking for overseas markets Absolutely. over Australian.
0: Yes. And we'll, we'll go into that very shortly. <laughs> uh, we're definitely lots of spoilers here, but uh, no, I think, I think that's good. Um, sort of going on, we've got, um, I, I mean, I guess we're pretty basically after the breaking news. Yeah. Is, there, is there anything else we're missing from the market? No, I think
1: that was a pretty good summary on markets yeah. this week. Um, but yeah, let's uh, roll into the uh, vaccine.
0: Oh, here we go. This is, this is like our favourite. <laughs> going on about the vaccine, absolute bungle. Um, yeah, look, it, it's pretty crazy um, what's going on in Australia with, uh, with the AstraZeneca vaccine. Hmm. Um, of course, for viewers that, I mean, look, you have to be living under a rock to not know what's going on, uh, but essentially the Australian government has said that, you know, we're not going to recommend it to anyone under 50. I've heard stories, again, of, you know, people literally just leaving Mm. after hearing that. So, um, yeah, um, very interesting that uh, to sort of see this vaccine that, you know, we put so much effort Mm. into getting it into circulation and the CSL and everything like that, and then it's just, yeah. Uh,
1: You know, uh, as we've said in many of the shows gone by... you know, I've said from the beginning that we've just become too complacent and yeah. now it's all coming, it's all coming through. Um, I feel like, you know, Australians have really done their part where we practice social distancing mm. and we got behind the government supporting the lockdowns and we mm. all did the right thing. And um, exactly. essentially, what's happened is that we've done so well is that the government's gone. Well, we're essentially uh, COVID-free, so we can take the accelerator off but because it's the ur- not the
0: way to be. I
1: know. And so what's what's happening is the reality is that we're going to lose another year to mm. COVID nineteen um, because we haven't got oh, we, ha- we haven't kept the same urgency of stopping the virus as getting vaccine, and that's probably the most disappointing thing for for everybody. I think. And um, what the, what does this mean? Well, I think you know again what I just said before: another year lost to the COVID nineteen, mm. um, and we're going to see other countries start to accelerate, um, yeah, especially absolutely. in Asia now. Um, US, I even sp- the US is almost up two hundred million shots. I know. I even saw that the UK is opening their borders in yeah. June.
0: That's ridiculous. That's crazy. I <laughs> know, oh, it's crazy. Like, um, Paris only had that, or oh, sorry, France only had their, their third wave. Europe had their third wave. Yeah. Um, I think that's now subsiding. UK is not doing too bad, flatlined a little bit on the, mm. on the COVID sort of numbers. But, yeah, I mean, their vaccine rollout is crazy. I mean, even in the US, too, they're basically vaccinating the Australian population in what? Like a week, a yeah. fortnight or something? It's ridiculous. It's significant,
1: like, and, you know, we've gone, you know, I remember the story, or the story, the line from the Prime Minister was, um, you know, we're going to learn off all the other countries (laughs) and then we're going to implement the right strategy here. Well... The other countries were implementing mass vaccination centers. Yeah. Are we doing that? No, we're going down the line of GPs. So we're That's not. So we're strange. not actually even learning from our peers overseas at the <laughs> moment. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm immensely frustrated over it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't. You know, it's as I, as I said before, we don't sort of like being right on our predictions. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, too much, but um, well, sometimes on, yes, on, we do. But obviously, on these ones, yeah. we don't want to be. But you know, it was really the writing was on the wall back in October last year. Mm. Um, um, when we just went all head in just for AstraZeneca and the line was, well, we don't need to get this as approved as quickly as the other nations. We aren't that desperate. Mm. So we can go through the proper channels to get this approved. What like we is stupid
0: that though? Like if you think about that, like logically, it just doesn't make any sense. No. Like why not just get ahead of everyone? You know, we've, we've got the, some of the best COVID numbers. Let's keep going. Get everyone vaccinated or mm. well, herd immunity. Vaccination, and then go from there. Like economically, that would have been amazing. Yeah. And then yeah, we'd have started going to Asia, and then sort of building our way up there. But no, doesn't that? Can you imagine another year gone? Like that. That would be just insane. I mean, even if twenty twenty two is hit mm. for Australians, crazy.
1: Well, exactly. So I've you and I were talking now. Mm. You, generally, when you have a disaster, you have second wave effects and third wave effects. We're now onto the fourth wave effects with this. <laughs> so, what does this mean? So, Qantas wanted international travel by Sem- September. It's not gonna that happen. is out the window that now. Is that is not impossible. going to happen. Yeah. Um, first jab by October. September. Not going to happen. Um, so, and you know, as we said, the prime minister isn't saying what that date's going to be. Hmm. So, I'm now I'm now stretching. Vaccinations out to March next year, um, to where we need if to
0: be. March is like,
1: well, well, we're going to get 10 million um, vaccines from Provisor, yeah, which isn't due for Q4. It's quarter four, this year. yeah, it's quarter four. So, and, four. and who's going to travel? Well, the, the 18 to 50 years is going to be the main international travel, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking that you know the local travel stocks are going to get hit again. Yeah, uh, there's no JobKeeper. Don't forget. Yeah. Um. We know that the airlines got JobKeeper 3.0. Um. Strangely enough, Eddie, before the Easter break, we had um Virgin come and announce a string of redundancies. Did you? Yeah, yeah, Which I thought was interesting. So. Yes.
0: So you know know, they get the money from the
1: government. And they go all right. See you later, guys. See you later, baggage handlers. So, uh, (laughs) who knows what's going on there? But um, this you know travel stocks you know expectedly been hit and i am expecting now that the capital raising's to begin. Yeah. Um and the first one that kicked off was uh, Webjet. Webjet, yes. So 250 mil raise on the back of their convertible note. Yeah. Um they won't be the last to absolutely. do a cap raise. I think um i haven't to be honest with you i haven't looked at the balance sheets of Flight Center and Hello World but um you know if they're oh, expecting be hurting. that yeah. would
0: be absolutely hurting.
1: So i don't know i think they might have to go back for capital but you know what we need now is some sort of plan, or the prime minister's got to get in the front foot yeah. and start giving some sort of road out of this, some sort of certainty for the travel industry and the people mm. hurt by this, S- by, by hurt by COVID nineteen. Because could you imagine being a travel company now?
0: Oh yeah.
1: And then and I don't even th- want to imagine. And then you know their next their stimulus package they released a couple of weeks ago was go back to your bank get a loan an interest-free loan for an X amount of period. And the first question the bank manager goes, so when do you foresee that your revenue is going to get back? Well, (laughs) who knows? (laughs) Who knows? It's
0: a forever changing Exactly. So the
1: banks can't, you know, it's going to be, I don't understand, I don't really understand how banks can lend to businesses when there's so much uncertainty, when, Mm. you know, you've got to represent to the bank your financials, your projections. And essentially you're just going to chuck something out there that could happen. Um, It's so speculative in a
0: market that was reasonably measured and now it's just, well, it's just, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, this is a good topic of discussion is, look, there's an election coming up for for Scott Morrison in 2022. Mm. It it potentially could be this year, but it's not going. He won't do that. There's no way we understand that, but um, or would be unlikely. Uh, But So I guess, do you reckon that he's going to fix this vaccine bungle? Do you reckon there's something like make some deals. Do you reckon he's really going to pull the finger out? Because to me, he's got to save himself, just keep that spot to sort of help the economy. He's going to have to pull it out the bag. Um, what What do you reckon either? Is he going to do that? And what does it take for him to actually go, all right, time to switch on? Uh,
1: so he's got to do now what he should have done 12 months ago, nine <laughs> months ago. Um, instead of just buying Pfizer and AstraZeneca, um, Mm. I can't remember what the third one was, Moderna, Moderna. we should have been out doing active deals with every vaccine operator. Um, We should have been overbuying. We knew this um, strain of the virus was constantly going to change. So we know that we need a continuous vaccination plan for this moving forward. Um, And he's going to have to start buying supplies. Now, the biggest challenge we have is that there's a shortage of vaccines around the world. Yeah. Every country has ordered their supply. Uh, Europe is obviously blocking supplies. Um, US has a policy that they vaccinate first before their supplies export as well. So Which looks
0: like they're going to vaccinate everyone Exactly. In like so, <laughs>
1: um, So we've got to get by and we've got to, we've got to do deals. Um, yeah, obviously, absolutely. you know, on a positive sense, um, on Friday they secured another 10 million jabs from Pfizer. Yeah. We've got to do more. We've got to secure 40 million jabs. And yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. The thing is that this AstraZeneca, um, the blood clotting, there's going to be people over 50 who don't want to get it either. Exactly. Um, and Look, that's what it, we need to accommodate for.
0: And it's not, it's not a, like a large amount of of people, at least what the data has, what we've seen. Mm. But the problem is is that once public like outreach just goes negative, that's it. Like,
1: that's it. The, the narrative's been lost. Exactly. Um, I don't think, you know, you there's such a negative... And it's been a sustained negativity on this um, AstraZeneca one. Mm. Like, it just hasn't been here and there. This has been in the news now for, what, six, six months? Yeah. And the perception's just gone. Um, it's going to be hard to bring that one back.
0: Yeah. So, look, we'll go over how that's going to impact markets. But I think the main thing for us is if we're going to go travel, you've got to look elsewhere. I Just Australia is going to be stuffed um, in the short term and forecasts are going to be cut back. They're not going to be, you know, end of 2021. They're not going to be quarter one, 2022. They're going to be quarter two, quarter three of 2022. And that's so long away. That's, you know, 12 to 16 months in the pipeline. And, well, for a stock, that is just, you know, an insane amount of time. And it's going to have repercussions on that, well, that part of the market. Okay, so let's, let's, break, let's
1: break this down for the travel break sector. Break it down. Here we go. So we realistically are not traveling until next year.
0: Yeah. Okay. You made a good
1: point. You got Yeah. So all pair. bookings now, um, we will not start booking travel until Q1 next year. Yeah. But we're not going to travel a week after we book. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're booking six months exactly. out, 12 yeah. months out, especially if you're going to Europe. Mm. Asia's got generally a shorter booking cycle. Yeah. Um, and for these travel stocks, they don't realize their revenue until the departure. Really? S- yeah. So they, really? They, they collect the money, but the revenue is not being what? recognized.
0: Hang exactly, no, is that, that to me is crazy? Like
1: no, no. So they collect the money yeah. generally three three months ahead. Yeah, and then on their balance, their P&Ls, they don't recognise the revenue until the departure date. So you're gonna have you're gonna have this delay in earnings being recognised. I, I actually can't see a positive earnings report for Flight Centre Hello World for a couple of years. Yeah, because um, they've actually got to start building the momentum again. They've got to get yeah. forward bookings and then that cycle is going to take a period of time to ramp up. They've all reduced their stores. Mm. Um, so the travel sector looks very different now oh, yeah. and it's going to be a tough road. Um, as I said from the beginning, I sort of like Webjet in the yeah. future because they're not just relying on the Australian travel industry. Absolutely. They provide uh, wholesale beds to the greater industry generally. Yeah. So as the whole broader industry uh, recovers – their revenue will recover faster than Australian-based operators like cool. Flight Centre.
0: It'll be interesting. And, and uh, yeah, we'll sort of go into it. Uh, it's just an ongoing theme. We talk about vaccine, 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 mm. COVID, COVID, COVID. But it's just a sign of the times. It's just so important to the markets um, and the economy. And you're probably getting sick of me until we are going on about it now. But it's just so important. And there just seem to be news, news uh, every mm. week about this. Um, so, yeah, no, but really interesting that the bungle, uh, which we'll, we'll continue <laughs> to watch. Um, well. But... Yeah, I guess uh, let's go on the other piece of uh, news too with the uh, the the Or oh, is there anything else you want to sort of? Add no, to no, the no. I think before? I have
1: uh, said my piece. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm really interested in sort of seeing travel. But yeah, we got um a, a lot of news coming out uh, from the United States. Economy is doing well. Powell came out. The sort of what head of the Fed came out. You know, was going on about how the you know the economy is at a turning point or an inflection point. Uh, I didn't know what inflection meant, so I had to look it up. It's just turning point for <laughs> people who, you know, yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, but no, really interesting, Dad. So he's very confident on the US economy. Um, I think, well, we're all very confident on the US economy. It's just an absolute beast. Um, and yeah, look, the vaccine's going really well, I was just on the last point as, uh, before. But mm. there's some headwinds coming in for stocks, and especially the NASDAQ, I think it's going to have an impact on the tech stocks and yeah. taxes. Um, you, you're a bit, you've got a bit of more of a uh, sort of in-depth analysis on this, but you want to sort of go over the figures? Oh, that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anytime yeah, too. so
1: background. Um, there's been a sort of a long-going discussion about countries and global tax regimes for companies yeah. um, and some of the sort of key policymakers policy for the key economies. Are just saying that it's a race to the bottom of corporate tax, um, and the idea is to lower yep. corporate tax to lure more corporate businesses to domicile in that country, yep. uh, which generates more revenue. Aye. And the idea is the company will reinvest that revenue into creating more jobs and you know growing the business. Essentially, yeah. um, well. the problem is that that's nice in theory, but in reality it doesn't really happen. It uh, happen not. as if sorry. So, Happen as effectively as a tax break to an individual. Sure. Um, because if you're a company and your um, costs, you're not going to increase your cost base because you're making more profit. Yeah, you're right? going to... Ch- companies are constantly trying to be more efficient to make more profit. So you're just going to hand them a tax break. But anyway, yeah. that's probably a discussion for another day. Um, but... We saw in 2017 Donald Trump dropped the corporate tax rate to 21% yeah. from 35
0: That's so drastic and it's just so low. And
1: Oh, the way he did it, like most countries, like in Australia, we're, we're reducing it over time. Yeah. Um, but now sort of with the change in administration with Joe Biden, um, they've got to start paying back some of this debt that they've accumulated. What? <laughs> Um, $4 trillion now uh-huh. um, yeah, it's from massive. the COVID crisis. Um, and they just, you know. Money that
0: had to be spent, though. Let's just, I'm going to put it at that. Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, no. So Joe Biden's released a big um, infrastructure um, program. Yeah. He wants to fund that by increasing the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28. Which is significant? Yeah, it's significant, but increase. still,
0: that what is that? You know, it's still seven percent lower. Uh,
1: it's in yeah. line with us though. We're yeah. twenty-eight now, so yeah. I think twenty-eight. Um, I think he's going to have a tough time getting it oh, through. Yeah, he will. But he's he's already oh. said to the Republicans that he's prepared to negotiate and what that would be. But right. I think that they're
0: he to negotiate with Republicans. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're going to go. Yeah, well, yes, we'll definitely increase the corporate tax rate by seven no. percent.
1: Well, they've got to do something about. They just can't keep increase in the, the borrowing ceiling that they do yeah. every couple of years. Um, at least Joe's sort of trying to do something about it. Like, I think Trump liked writing checks, but he didn't really think about having to pay for it, right? <laughs> so at least Biden's taking more responsibility, which is good. Um, and interesting, I noted that um, with the, the tax being slashed from 35 to 21%, mm. um, the US alone last year missed out on $200 billion in tax revenue which is significant. Um, So I I think that this has some legs. I think that um, Yellen um, will get support from the other economies um, and I think that there will be a global movement. I don't think it's going to happen straight away, but it will happen over time. Uh, What does this mean for equities? Well, I think equities are in for bit of a hard road as, yeah. as this is implemented, especially if um, Joe Biden's successful in getting the corporate tax rate increase from 21 to 28.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and it, it will be interesting to also see if they rebuttal and they change mm. it, they might go lower. Um, but yeah, I think we'll be watching that and sort of see how the yeah. US economy reacts and also how the stock markets react. Because if that happens, NASDAQ, You've got to watch that because the tech stocks, they don't pay much in tax. They really minimize that. So... It'll be really interesting to see if they well, get
1: hurt big. I don't think they will be because um, I think the majority of the tech companies are domicile in Ireland. Yeah. So this is a US tax. So it'll be the value companies, the value stocks wow. that will get hit again because they're the ones that are paying That's, tax. That,
0: it's a good point. You
1: it's know, a point. it's a really good point. You know, you've got Walmart. Who's the biggest taxpayer in the US? Really? Because they're domiciled in the US. Yet Amazon's the biggest e-commerce site, and it's paying less tax because they're domiciled in Ireland in the way that they've really? done, done their tax I structures. Think, yeah. So it's so, um, it's so
0: corrupt. <laughs> it's so dodgy. Oh, no, it's not. It's not dodgy. Corrupt. It's effective man. Oh, right? Because yeah,
1: that's what they do. The countries want to mm. compete with one another. But you got to un- un- you crack down un- on it. You yeah, got to crack down
0: on it. Yeah. some way to crack down.
1: Un- I don't think corporate tax is the way. I think mm. that. Um, australia's done an interesting way where they 're yep. now taxing news obviously through social media
0: that's, yeah
1: we 've talked about it in the past we don 't know if that 's the right thing, um, but you know I think you 're going to see more regulation and, and come into tech stocks, which I think is is a positive thing. How they distribute that additional money is is yet to be seen um, hopefully i 'd like to see that if they 're going to tax big tech, mm. um, how can they recycle that money through the economy to train? Uh, new employees or new people to the workforce. You need
0: to have direct impact. To
1: fit into into the changing world. So... I think uh, it's a good. I think it's a good move. Um, time will tell time how will effective tell. it is, but I think markets have not priced this in at all, especially mm-hmm. in the US. Um, once it's sort of, it, it won't be priced in anytime soon because I think there's yeah. many, many roadblocks that Yellen and Biden's got to work through Absolutely. to get this through. So, but when when it um, does look like it's getting success closer. or closer, you'll probably see the market start to price that in.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll discuss that in. Uh, the later weeks. The last big story that we have to go, we, we are going a little bit later. We spent a lot of time on the uh, COVID bunker, but we have to talk about it, is Is—is um, Afterpay. They released the card to it. I know. they got the, you can, oh, it's amazing. It's so beautiful. Have <laughs> seen it? So it, you
1: were one of the uh, 170,000 oh, people who downloaded it on day one?
0: One of the first adapters day one, baby. It was fantastic. I, I mean, I haven't used it yet, I'll be honest, but it is such a cool concept. Um, you know, Zip, uh, they did it first, uh, at least in the Australian market on Apple Pay. For goodness mm. sake, you just go beep and then it's done and then you, off you go. Um, now that have Afterpay has got it as well, that's uh, really interesting. I think it's going to have an impact on the Australian market, but it's not even in the US. But you were saying how many people have signed up on the first day?
1: So, in the first day in Australia, I think it had something like 170,000 people sign up for the card, which is <laughs> significant. And I actually just see this as. Uh, CBA launched their Afterpay, uh, uh, Afterpay competitor product, Afterpay, <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> Afterpay stepped up and said, well, uh, well, we'll respond with our sort of, you wouldn't call it a credit card, but you'd call it some oh. sort of, like then Commonwealth Bank's NEO card, have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, the
0: NEO, oh God, I get ads for that in my email, and, I just, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, get stuff. So like, it's like, uh, honestly.
1: I see your raise, CVA, and I'll uh, raise you double. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> All in. Yeah. So uh, I, think, I think, as I said, this has been, for me, this is going to be one of the most exciting battles in the next 12 to 18 months oh, yeah. is watching the CVA, the old bull, mm. and uh, Afterpay, young bull, yeah. like, like our guy <laughs> here, um, go at it. And I yeah. think that as a consumer, it's win-win for us. It's a we're going to see we're going to see some really good innovation come through Absolutely. the financial service sector, like we are. Um, you know, hopefully the banks get on board, and mm. um, generally they've had a bit of a play that they don't really innovate where they are just buy partner. Mm. But I think that that the banks are pivoting. I think Westpac's sort of a leader in that space as well, yep. and I think you're going to see some innovative products coming from the old institutions as well as the new fintechs coming through. So very exciting time to be a consumer. Yeah. Um, this card is great. Keep keep going after pay. <laughs> uh, you know, Addie and I, are your, your big supporters yeah, here, we'll <laughs> <laughs> from day one. <laughs> From they day one?
0: predictions, but, uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll have a bit of a play around with it. Yeah. Um, you know, from buying and anything. From the,
1: the release of this card snapped the uh, three-week losing streak for Afterpay, oh, so. Oh, yeah,
0: gosh, it has been plummeting a little bit, but yeah. oh, it's got to have some pickup now, I reckon. Uh, yeah. It'll be really interesting to sort of see that, but, you know, buy it at a discount, you know, like, just good price.
1: <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting if they're rolling this out overseas. Yeah. Um, I know in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I know that they're working with Westpac, as we know, um, to start their banking product. Mm. Um, So we're going to see that come out soon. And I think if that's successful, you'll see Afterpay partner with the US Bank next. Yes. And they'll start start a similar program over there. So um, our our bullish prediction on Afterpay is looking good, good, I think.
0: think It was your bullish prediction, but I definitely enjoyed it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll support that. But yeah, guys, look, that's the breaking news. I uh, really sort of uh, important to sort of keep an eye out on the COVID uh, tune in every week to sort of hear us. I mean, hopefully, we don't go on about it every week, but whenever it's uh, sort of happening, I'll uh, we'll go over that. You know, And of course, the tax rates, we'll be going over that. And after, really interesting to see how, how much growth that they can get from these new sort of plays that they mm. bring in to competing against their competitors. But we're we'll going into the bold predictions. Uh, Tui, can you do the drum roll, please? Certainly. Awesome. <laughs> 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 well... We're into yeah, bull, bull. <laughs> bull, bull. Um We're getting into another week of bold predictions. Look, this is I think for me really interesting. Um, I've got sort of you know some. Uh, I've got as, as much conviction as I would have liked to. I think for me, I'm actually really keen. You know, Amazon. I called it at three thousand. It's now three thousand three hundred. It's up over ten percent from when we started. The the. The core price, or sorry, the prediction price, the um, target price, sorry, mm. four thousand. So it's still got a long way, but decent to see Amazon doing well. The all the other stocks cold. All the retail stocks doing really well as well. Um, so really good to see that. Uh, a bit of an update, uh, and I mean, pay isn't
1: big. I see you gave it, yourself a pat in the back there. Yeah, already. right. Yeah?
0: Hey, I'm pretty happy with that. Amazon, <laughs> I mean, no, it was, Amazon just seemed like such a no-brainer. Anyway. Um, and it was interesting That's to right, see. Well Thanks, Terry. And it was interesting to see James as well uh, on those stocks in uh, the last few weeks. It's been definitely uh, sort of really interesting to see that. However, it's another week. It's a yeah. new dawn. <laughs> Bold predictions. So, um, me and we had a bit of a tussle about going on about Webjet, jet. Um, but I, I think he's absolutely right in saying Australian travel is not the way to go. So, But where do you look elsewhere? You've got to look at international travel. Now, I actually think international travel is a really exciting opportunity because you've got the US smashing the vaccine out, absolutely pumping it. UK is doing good now. Europe's picking it up. You've got some concerns in in India and, of course, the vaccine issues in Australia. But for travel, I really think um, a stock like Boeing, I think as a, a conservative play, in the travel, international travel, Boeing is going to be a strong, I, I can't really pick a cruise cruise stock um, or, you're going no, <laughs> you're really going no on Boeing, really, one of, okay, well, I'm going to keep going. Um, I couldn't really pick an airliner either. I had a couple of names. There's some airliners in the US that are actually above pre-COVID levels, but Boeing, um, I think that the price now is about 250 I'm sort of putting, and I've seen a couple of analysts going to 300. I think that's a very sensible decision. It's just got a lot of catalysts now um, as sort of, I guess, airlines start getting back into business. You know, financial markets are future-based yeah. and I think they're going to start pricing in this future-based uh, for Boeing. And, you know, they're going to they're be good because their competitors have been hurt so much from COVID. Boeing's got that cash position to keep going. I think it's going to be one of the, um, I guess, uh, rise like a phoenix. I mean, it already kind of has, but not to the same levels as um, pre COVID. So, yeah, for me, it's going to be uh, Boeing. I reckon that's going to be more. You say no. Why are you saying no? I mean, very easily. Any travel. Have you seen
1: the photos of of all the airlines sitting, airplanes sitting (laughs) dormant in the desert at the moment?
0: Of course. But this is future. This is. This is strap yourself up for the joyride and get ready. Oh, totally,
1: totally get that. But um, I, I just don't think airlines are going to be ordering new planes anytime soon. Oh,
0: no. I, I, and, and I think the reality is, though, is when it comes to picking travel, um, I mean, they had a good, some good news coming out. Stock was um, pumping up uh, just uh, late last month as well. So I, I think you're absolutely right. Yes, there's not going to be much sort of fleet reorder. But mm. the, the, the reality of the situation is, is that, look, it's still travel has to come back. And is it going, you know, for Boeing not to appreciate in share price is basically betting that the travel you know, internationally isn't going to do well. So for me, it, it, it's, it's a, a, a bit of a, it's, that's why I said I haven't got much conviction, but I think it's not a bad call actually in sort of the sentiment of the market. And, yeah. Again, look, we'll, uh, time will tell. But I won't mine. be adding a
1: Airbus to my uh, Jane's portfolio. <laughs> <I'll> put that <laughs> out there. Oh, I'm definitely putting <laughs> <the> number <laughs> <laughs> um, say that. Look, What's- look uh, I suppose you want to look for some signs. If you're keen if you on Boeing, you should look at Airbus as well. Yeah. Sure. Um, the good thing about Boeing is 737 MAX has been approved. Mm. Um, airlines who are running the 7378, they were extending the life of those aircraft um, to keep the while they're waiting for 737 MAX approval. Mm. So we should see some orders start to come through for that aircraft, which yeah. is good for Boeing. Um, have a, I, I think airlines have got to slim down. Um, they're cancelling orders at the moment as we speak. Mm. So I think that uh, I like your conviction, but for me, I'd probably like to see some orders come through before I start uh, getting on that. But, but I, you're, you're going long you, range.
0: You've got to agree with international travel though. like I think by next week, I'll probably have a name. I've got a couple. I just can't think of it right now. I can't have something that I can really pick. But I think... It just Boeing is a bit safer on the international travel just sector in as a whole. Yep. but I think that after a few weeks, if COVID vaccines still keep going internationally well, I think then I can actually pick a name. But that's the only reason why I'm on Boeing because I'm just uh, I'm just them back a bit, I'm <laughs> going a bit less risky <laughs> yeah. on the risky
1: side. So space. I, yeah. I'm I'm not actually in on international travel yet, because um, right, you've right. still got the third wave going through Europe at the moment. So we've still got to see something come out of that. But we'll if you if you, if you like Adie's prediction, um, and you're looking at travel, probably the first sector to um, to really get going will be cruising. So yeah. maybe look at your carnival or um, yeah, royal, Caribbean. royal Caribbean. Yeah,
0: that's a good one um, as an yeah. option.
1: Um, but, yeah, interesting, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a no on your uh, – oh, That's that, all right. That, is that the first? Uh, I think it's second. Second. Second, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, I hope we'll see if I'm proven wrong or if you're proven right.
0: We will. We, time will tell. Time
1: will uh, um, So my prediction, yes. Um. which is Uh. probably a bit not share-based, actually. Not share-based. But um, I'll sort of give you some ideas if you like it. So, Go for it. Um, I think analysts are quite bullish on the Australian US dollar. Absolutely. Um, they're projecting 82, 84 cents by June. Mm. Um, but I'm actually going to go against it. And I think that we're going to see further decline in the dollar. I think um, the economy, that was those predictions are based on, obviously, our success coming out of COVID um, and us being able to recover quicker. Um, and iron ore, obviously, booming in the, in the resource mm. sector, which will continue, which will continue to put up pressure, but I think the strength of the U.S. economy recovering um, has is surpassing everyone's expectations. Absolutely, yeah. and I think you're going to see some further transition out of the AUD um, to the USD. Yeah, um, and that means that the Australian dollar is going to start keep falling. I believe, yeah. and I don't think the RBA w- are going to mind one bit.
0: Well, I, I don't think. Sorry, it, just for the sort of listeners, it's mm. more the U.S. dollar appreciating and then the us the australian dollar not matching it so no no
1: it will come away because yeah. people will pull the money out of australia exactly exactly um so the and you know the rba is going to be fine and they've just reaffirmed that they're going to keep buying bonds till 2023 yeah. to the point one so um and i don't think rba uh, don't mind one bit yeah. it falling so um i well, think it's,
0: it's it's decently good because it just yeah. stimulates more iron ore purchase um, and can be good, uh, you know. Of course, if the if I, I actually don't think they'll let it get to eighty five. Like, if it mm. gets to eighty five, it's a disaster. They've got yeah. to cut back, um you know. So yeah, look, it is really interesting uh to sort of have these levels. Yeah. I mean, you know.
1: Well, a low Australian dollar is good for Australia, yeah as well. Let's face it. Yeah. um
0: Especially now in COVID, as well. Like, yeah. Because we can't travel. Yeah. So what's the point of? Having US dollars or European dollars, like, yep. you know, we want it to be reasonably sufficient.
1: Exactly. And like a high Australian dollar doesn't help us because we're not traveling internationally <laughs> at the moment either. So, from a consumer point of view, it doesn't yeah. do anything. So, um, so that's sort of my prediction that I'm going to go against the analysts and well, uh, looking for more Aussie dollar fall. Um, I'm thinking it's going to, we're sitting about 76 cents. Where are you um, thinking? 71? 72? 71! We're going to come down. Um, but, how hey, you gotta go bold? We're that's not here bad. to that is bold. We're, yeah, not, here to, is we're not here to go uh, small, oh but goodness. Um, that's gonna be in the in the short to medium term. Yeah. Um, but oh, look,
0: that would be really interesting uh, to see.
1: It's a it's pretty bold because it's I think the next eight weeks is really gonna determine yeah uh, absolutely what happens yeah. there and our response to this new vaccine mm. issue. So um, yeah, that's that's my uh, bold prediction for well, the week.
0: Uh, I'm not gonna disagree. I think the pricing is a little bit too far, but as you said, it's bold predictions, it's bold predictions, bold predictions. So it will we'll be bold. Don't
1: forget, we we touch eighty cents, pulled back pretty quickly. Yeah, 76. yeah, seventy oh, six.
0: Oh, it's not gonna if it goes past eighty. That to me, it mm. just yeah, big big sort of issues there. But yeah, really interesting that, and uh, we'll, we'll be monitoring that as uh, part of our sort of. Okay. We do monitor all of our uh, bold predictions. So yeah, it'll be, it'll yeah, they're on nice the website, stuff. I think. Yeah. So so well, look, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, really, sort of again. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in, or if you're listening a little bit on the podcast as well. Thank you so much uh, for your time, guys. Um, another thing as well, webinars. Uh, the Ask James webinars are fantastic. Uh, we do one, we do one every Tuesday, at 6 p.m. on our Facebook page uh, or on the James Facebook page. So be sure to chime in and sort of learn about how or how to use AI investing, with sort of what we discuss as well, um, the stocks that we discussed. Um, you know. You know, with after pay is, well, this is an interesting one for the mm. long term but with sort of the travel stocks and everything really could of Keen and we go over them as well on the webinar so definitely recommend those but yeah look I uh, appreciate uh, Dinesh and Maggie for staying behind and helping out with the production guys thank yeah. you so much um, but yeah no we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week for another Market Crunch
1: alright see you guys